All right, everybody. Welcome. Wow. Welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> Glad to have you at New Life. Can I just hear it at all of our campuses today? How many guys love Jesus today? Come on, let me hear it. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, look, if you're a guest or you feel new or maybe you haven't been here for a while at any of our campuses, North Platte, Ogallala, online, uh, my name's Jeff. Okay, I get the privilege of uh, being one of the pastors on staff here. And today, today, you and I get to make history today. Would you just turn to three people really quick and just tell them we're going to make history today? Just tell them really quick, all right? We're going to make history today. <clears throat> we are going to make history today. Today... Today is a unique day at New Life Church, okay? And I don't have, I don't have like a bunch of time to, um, you know, mess around at the beginning of this message because I got a lot of important stuff to tell you about today. If we're going to make history today, all right, together. Um, but I get to cast a vision for you that is the largest missions vision our church has ever endeavored to believe God for to accomplish in one single year. Um, our church, New Life Church, has historically been a missions-driven kind of a church, um, back about three years ago, we were giving somewhere in the neighborhood of about $150,000 annually um, through, uh, through, through Global Missions. And uh, that was pretty good. I mean, that's not chump change. How many guys would like to have $150,000, right? Of course. So that was really good. And I was proud of that. But God did something in our heart and he changed something. He transformed us. He started to cause us to believe him for something even grander. And so last year, last year we saw uh, an investment of $489,000 that was given through Kingdom Builders to help people find Jesus and lives change. Come on. <clears throat> That's exciting. But what's more exciting to me is how many people are involved. That's 360 family units. So think about your family unit, right? You, your spouse, your two children, your one and a half dogs and a cat. Like that, that family unit is one of 360. That means there's a lot of family units at New Life right now that have caught the generosity bug. They've caught the kingdom of God bug, and they're going, man, I love to give above and beyond my tithe. And that's because that we are a people, watch this, we're a people that are blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. Can you just say with me, I am blessed, I am blessed. To, be to be a blessing. God's blessed you with everything you have. He's blessed you with your finances, your health, right, your education, um, the things you do with your hand. He's blessed you so that you can be a blessing. I just believe God's doing something at New Life Church right now. And one of the things he's doing is he's growing a really big heart of generosity uh, to build his kingdom. But that didn't come out of the blue, right? That's being built on a solid foundation and a solid, um, you know, history of New Life Church. Um, and so it's being built on some really strong bones. Have you guys heard of gentrification? You know, this concept of where across, across the world in major cities where we're going into these old buildings that are strong, solid foundations, and we're gutting them out on the inside, and then we're putting in these modern apartments and condominiums. Super cool places. Like if you ever look online or you ever travel around, I like to travel around big cities, and you see this gentrification 
that's going on. And we're taking these old structures that are solid and we're repurposing them into new facilities that can be used for modern day living. And what's amazing to me is as we do that, some of these new apartments and condos that go in these old buildings, some of them, one apartment or one condo will sell for more than the original building ever cost to build. It's amazing to me, right, that we're repurposing this and something that's old now all of a sudden has amazing, incredible value. That's what God has been doing at New Life Church through Kingdom Builders. The history of our church is, the, is a church that had a heart for missions. And what God has been doing is he's gone in and he's gutted it out kept all of the amazing structure and foundation, and then rebuilt kingdom builders right inside of it. That's how we go from making an impact of 150000 to almost a half of a million dollars. And that's just the beginning of what I believe God wants to do. But I'm telling you right now that most of the wins that we're having at our church are not because of what we're doing today. They're more so about what has been done in the past. We're only building on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. Our church started out of a like big tent revival back in the 50s, right? Here in Kearney, a big tent revival. Can you imagine the faith of a person going, we're going to plant a church in Kearney, and the way we're going to do it is we're going to build this really big tent, then we're going to advertise it in the community, we're going to have people come out, and then we're going to preach the gospel, people are going to get saved, and then we're going to leave behind a pastor, then they're going to get a building, and they're going to keep making more disciples. That's how our church started. It started with this attitude of we've got to do something so that more will hear. Then something very strategic happened. For you that are new around our church, okay, and new at our campuses, you need to know this one detail. Something historic tripped a spiritual trigger at this church like had never been seen before in the early 80s. When the facility at our Kearney campus that we're sitting in here broadcasting from was built. This was built when the church didn't have the amount of people to fill this auditorium. But they believed that God one day would fill this auditorium. And now this auditorium gets filled multiple times on a Sunday, plus other campuses that get filled. But those guys did something back then. They tripped a spiritual trigger that we have still been chasing after. They decided we're going to do something bigger than ourselves. We're going to sacrificially give beyond Beyond maybe what we think we can afford, we're going to sacrificially give so that more people can hear. I'm just going to tell you right now, Kingdom Builders is nothing if those guys hadn't laid that kind of foundation. We're building on it because all we're doing is the very same thing. We're saying to ourselves and we're saying to the world, New Life Church is a church that sacrifices in massive ways so that more people can hear the good news of Jesus. It's less about what we're going to get out of it, and it's more about how God's going to grow his kingdom. How, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be a, a part of a church like that. Amen? Come on. That's the church that we're a part of. And now it's our turn. Right now, in a history-making way, each of you get to take the pen, writing history right now, you get to take the pen, and you and I get to decide, now what's the next chapter going to look like? As your pastor and as your leader, I'm here to tell you today, I'm not interested in writing the next chapter that's a stagnant, you know, insignificant chapter in the story of New Life Church. What I am 
interested in, what I do think that God is stirring our hearts with, is that we would take the pen and we would write another chapter just as exhilarating, just as faith-filled, just as sacrificial giving looked like in the past. It's going to look just like that today. And we're going to write a chapter that our children and our grandchildren can look back on. And just as I'm inspired by those who went before us, may our children and our grandchildren be inspired by the giant faith steps we take to even dream bigger and better things for the kingdom of God. Amen? That's the kind of church we want to be. Are you with me? All right. So I got five people. All right. I had two people in the first service. I got five. I got seven. The third service, I guarantee I'm going to come up with the other ones. Jesus did this. He changed the world with 12. All right. I would rather have all of you, but I'll take what I can get. All right. I believe you guys are with me. 360 family units. I already know you're with me. All I'm, at, all I'm giving you now is the opportunity to go on a journey again this year and write a chapter like we've never written before. But I do know this, as your leader, that um, times have changed. We are going to be climbing a, a steeper bank. There's a steeper climb to this year ahead of us and the year after that and after that. This world isn't becoming more like Christ. This world is turning its back on Christ. We're living in a world right now that's changing rapidly, where Christianity is being marginalized, where the persecution of the local church and the local believer around the world is heating up. Uh, I was just in India where there's the anti-conversion law that just got passed, like has been passed in a, in a few other countries, and it's a sweeping idea that's coming. You're not going to see the government come and close the door to the church. The government's going to come and instill fear inside of the heart of the believer so that if you share your faith with another person and they turn you into the police, then they're going to throw you in jail like in India for 10 years. Right? And you're guilty until you're proven innocent in, in situations like that. And if you're thinking those are just done in dictatorships, India is a democracy, by the way. So I'm telling you, this, the, per the persecution of the church is increasing. It's increasing here in America. We are becoming a more self-satisfying you know, kind of people. What can we do to make me more happy? What can I do to make my life more easy? We're becoming less dependent on God. And I believe even the earth is shaking and groaning with the signs that the end of of the time on this creation is coming to a close rapidly. Uh, I just believe that we don't have a lot of more. We don't have a lot more time, and that every day I'm given, and every moment we have a chance to breathe, we should be thinking about God. How can you use my life to build the kingdom? How can you use my life so that one more person might hear about the good news of Jesus before your son comes back, or before we breathe our last breath, so that through New Life Church and through Kingdom Builders, heaven might be full. Amen. That's who we want to be. Jesus talked about a lot the, the end times. In fact, in Matthew chapter 24, he talked about it quite a bit. And based on what he was writing and saying, or what, we have writ what has been written that he said, um, we can easily see that uh, through the signs of the times in Matthew chapter 24, that we are living in those last moments of his creation. But in the middle of Jesus talking about the end of time, he made these very important statements in Matthew chapter 24, verses 13 and 14. I want you to read them with me off the screen, if you would. It said this, but the one who endures to the end will be what? Saved. Saved, right. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it, and then the end will come. This is important to understand. Right, because what I'm getting ready to tell you is profound. Kingdom builders, kingdom builders is the, the instrument that's fulfilling this, this very scripture right now. And if you are a kingdom builder, you are a part 
of this very prophecy, this very statement that Jesus said, you're a part of this end time movement of what God is doing. And let me just help break that down for you. The first statement he said was this, you gotta endure. I believe kingdom builders helps you to be a person that endures to the end and is saved. Here's the reason why. The reason why I believe that is, what does it mean to endure? It means to remain. Uh, right? It means to hang on to something and not let go. Right? It means to like, grab a hold of a belief and not abandon it, not forsake it. I just know this, that what you give sacrificially to, you are an owner of. If you sacrificially give to something, it increases ownership. And one of the things that as a leader, as a spiritual leader, I'm trying to do in your heart is I'm trying to take you from a renter of Christianity to an owner of your faith. And if I can help you make that transition, then you will own it no matter what persecution comes, no matter how difficult life gets. I want you to be an owner of your faith. And I know that part of enduring is that when we give, we give sacrificially through kingdom builders, it's doing something inside of us. In fact, when you are, are participate in kingdom builders, it's less about what your dollars are doing, and it's more about what your dollars are doing to you. It's more about what's happening in your heart. Your heart is being transformed and changed, and you're owning your faith in a greater way, all the way until the moment of salvation, right? Into the moment of being saved, even off this earth, into eternity with, uh, with God in heaven. But kingdom builders is also, secondly, speeding up the return of Jesus. I just want you to think about that for a moment. Speeding up the return of Jesus. Is that even possible? Do we even play a part in that? Or is it true that God's word says that God is the only one, that God the Father is the only one that knows the time when he is going to, re, he's going to send his son to return to this earth to, for his church? It is true. Scripture does say only the heart of God knows. But even Scripture goes on to tell us that he's not, like, he's not being slow in returning, but he's being graceful. Why? Because he wants the gospel to go to all nations so that all would hear before the end comes. So I just happen to be crazy enough to believe that when we partner with God through kingdom builders, we're expediting the mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ to nations around the world. And the faster that we do that, the faster the world hears about Jesus, the quicker Jesus comes back. So through kingdom builders, as we give, our giving is not insignificant. Our giving is in alignment with the heart of God. And I believe every dollar goes to seeing one soul give their heart and soul to Jesus Christ. And this is what Jesus called us to do. Jesus called us to this mission. He called it the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Now, some of you have heard that term and you know what it is. Others of you have no clue what I, did, what I meant by the Great Commission Here's what Jesus said the Great Commission is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Sounds very much like what he said God, God's heart is for the end of the world, right? Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to do what? Obey all the commands I've given you. By the way, stop right there. If you're a life group leader, let me just tell you what your mission statement is. I just read it. Your mission statement as a life group leader is to make sure that you help those who are in your life group know what the commands of Jesus are and obey them. That's all you need to do. You don't need to read another book. You don't need to watch another video series. You just need to know what are the commands of Jesus and can I help my people follow those. That's discipleship at its basics, all right? Then he said this, 
And be sure of this, that I'm, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the Great Commission, to go and to make disciples. Now, look, we're called to do this corporately as a church, right? But you're also called to do this in the, little, in the small circle of influence that God's given you. To go and make disciples, to, to seek out those who don't know Jesus, and then to teach them the ways of God. What are you going to teach them? The commands of Jesus, right? So you got to know the commands of Jesus if you're ever going to teach the commands of Jesus. But through kingdom builders, we're empowering our missionaries, okay? We're empowering our missions partners. We're empowering some of our own people as they go on global outreach trips, right? We're empowering multiple people to be a part of this great commission. So in essence, the, the kingdom builders model here at New Life Church, we, we're like we're like a gas station adding fuel into the vehicles that allow the gospel of Jesus Christ to be sent out throughout out the world. Can you imagine what it would be like if you, just think of your dream car right now, all right? I just want you to think of it, right? Some of you don't have to even close your eyes, and you can think of your dream car. I'm not going to tell you what my dream car is, okay? But what is your dream car? Is it a Tesla? Is it a Porsche? Is it a really big truck with oversized tires? right, that you don't even feel speed bumps when you go over them? What is your dream car? I want you to think about your dream car, and then I want you to think this really, really horrible thought. You got your dream car, but it has no gas in it. You can't drive it anywhere. Wouldn't it be awesome? Here you are. You're in the lobby. You're talking with a friend, and you're like, man, I got my dream car, my Porsche the old school Porsche 911 is in my driveway, bro. It is so cool. You want to come over and see it? Yeah. Hey, can we drive it? No, I don't have any fuel. <laughs> hey, man, you got to come see this truck. This is a cool truck. Okay, let's just say it's like a lady, right? Like, this is a cool truck. It's pink. <laughs> it's lifted. It's got big 35s. Like, this is going to be awesome. Can we drive it? No, I don't have any fuel. Like, a, a vehicle without fuel is... Useless. Useless. I'm telling you, Kingdom Builders is like the fuel. It, it, it adds opportunities to our missionaries, to our missions partners, to be more aggressive at sharing the love of Jesus Christ with outreach and with ministry tools around the world. And if they don't have the fuel, then they sit there idly with their hands tied together. Right? And I'm just going to say this to you. Kingdom Builders, when you give, it adds fuel to you. It fuels your passion for Jesus and the mission of Jesus. So Kingdom Builders does two things. It adds fuel to our missionaries to do their work and all of our projects, but it also adds fuel to you to remain passionate for the mission of Christ. And this year, in 2022, we want to do something crazy, right? We want to add more fuel to the Great Commission than ever before. More fuel than ever before. So you got a card when you walked in the door. I want you to take out your phone right now. I want you to scan the QR code because that's going to give you a digital copy of our Kingdom Builder book for 2022. As you're doing that, right, everybody, you're going to want that. As we're doing that, I want you to know that our printed Kingdom Builder books are going to be here next week. Okay, and I got a quick little announcement that I'll be giving next week, and everybody will get one of those. They're awesome. They're like a, um, like a coffee table kind of a book that you can sit there on your coffee table or on a nightstand or something. You can look at it. You can read through. One of the cool things that we do at New Life, if you're new or, you know, around here, is that we tell you what we're going to give the money to before we ever like, get the dollars. And that's part of Kingdom Builders. It's, the model is that we trust God that God's going to give these dollars in, okay, 
and we are going to tell you where they're going to go before you ever give. I don't know about you, but it helps me give. I like to give where somebody's got a vision, and I know where that's going to go. And so when you open up that book, uh, I want to take you first to page five. Page five highlights the fact that we have 38 missionaries, um, projects, and partners around the world, and we want to invest somewhere in the neighborhood of $224,000 into our missionaries and partners around the world to expedite the mission of Jesus Christ. Look, look this past week I was, in, I was with one of our Kingdom Builder partners in Mysore, India, and I was reminded of how our, our partner over there, uh, Tim Shamala, is, uh, is just doing radical stuff for the kingdom of God. I mean, the, the guy is just off the charts. He's got so many different things going on. But he's taking part of our money, right, and he's investing it into church planters. These church planters, and I got to meet some of them. In fact, the guy you're looking at on the screen right now, I stood there at this open plot of property, Right, that's a couple streets over from where they have this little church, and he's dreaming this dream of this bigger church because they have outgrown the church. Right? They got they got so many people that are coming that people are sitting outside, they're looking through windows so they can be a part of the service. And so he's dreaming this dream. The land, the land was given to the pastor, part of his family. Part of his family's land, instead of the pastor wanting to get rich off of the land, the pastor's donating the land, and now he's needing partners like us to come alongside and help him build the church. How cool is that, right? I love things like that. Or um, another pastor, I was at their house, I was at their church, their church is no bigger than your two-car garage, okay? And they're just doing everything they can uh, to, you know, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And their daughter, uh, you see there, she's 17. She just graduated from high school. I asked her, I go, hey, what's your dream? What, what do you really want to do? She goes, I want to, I've been wanting to go to medical school. I want to be a nurse, but my family can't afford it. I go, how much does it cost? She goes, it's $1,000 a year for four years. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I want, I just want to like write the check, like right on the spot. Right? I didn't do it at that moment. I have no idea what God's going to do you know, with that. But I know this, that here's a young girl. Check this out. From a kingdom builder perspective, here's a 17-year-old in, in a country that you know, really doesn't hardly have any Christianity in it. The, the Christianity percentage is in the single, single number digits. What would it be like if, if we helped her, right? If we helped her become a nurse and then because now she makes a decent pay and she's tithing back to the local church, her tithe is helping the local church in India do what it's called to do. But now she, she gets married, raises kids, and those kids now are all Christ followers. And then she, in a position of influence, is influencing others that have positions of influence that are educated, right? Like, what would it be like? The domino effect is out of control. We're going to do that very thing, by the way, with students in El Salvador. This year, in 2022, we've got a network of students just like her, and we're going to be helping them accomplish their dreams. It's really going to be exciting. Or maybe our Kingdom Builder dollars are going to help a guy like Sadu. Sadu is the guy in the back seat of the car without the mask on, right in the middle, with a big smile, right, and the big, big, dark beard. Sadu, as a child, had both of his parents die, tragically. He ended up on the streets of India, running the streets, um, and out of control, found himself in a lot of trouble. Uh, Tim Shamala and the Hope Center, they found Sadu, they rescued him, they brought him in, they led him to Jesus, they discipled him, and now Sadu in his young 20s is dreaming this dream, and he's telling me about this dream as I'm hanging on for dear life as we're riding this scooter together, right? In the, in the, in the dark of night so I can go get a COVID test to fly home, 
And he is just racing through the streets, and it's crazy. And he's trying to tell me his story while we're doing that. And I'm just leaning in the whole time. Like, I'm, I'm praying in tongues while he's talking to me in English. Like, I'm just like, God, please, let me live. Like, let this live. And he's telling me this story, though. And he tells me how these parents died and all this thing happened. And I say to him as we ride the scooter, Sadu, what's your dream? And he leans back to me, and I'm like, look at the road. <laughs> but he leans back, and he goes, I want to rescue young boys off the streets of India. And I just go, I just let go of him. I'm like, that's it. Like, that's life right there. Right? Like, that's the kind of dream that we want to be a part of. And guys, through Kingdom Builders, we are helping dreams like that happen. But we're also sending people. Back in November, I brought in a friend of mine who does ministry to Cuba. And at the end of it, I just felt so compelled. I got up in front of you and I said, who wants to go to Cuba with Danny and me? Right? And 68 of you said, I want to go to Cuba. Um, and you sent in the message. And I can't take all 68 of you. All right? I can only take 12 of you. Um, but those dates are getting ready to roll out. He just sent me a text uh, this past uh, weekend that he's getting ready to shoot me some dates. But I can take some of you to El Salvador with me. If you want to go to El Salvador, here's, here's what El Salvador is, okay? It's going to happen June 11th through 18th. You can snap the QR code on the screens right now, and you can register. I can only take the first, um, how many people? 15 people. That's all I can take, right? And all I take is people that have never been overseas. So if you've been on a global outreach trip before, you've been on a missions trip before, this is not your trip. This is for people that have never gone I want to take you for your very first experience, and I want you to be on the mission field with me. I want to disciple you. I want to lead, I want to lead you in that. I want, to, I want to help you experience the joy of what it's like to go serve the Lord, because I know some secret's going to take place. You think you're going to give, and it's really what God's going to do back to you. And I want to help you in that very moment. I'm also going to be taking our campus pastor from Ogallala with us, so I can, I can teach him and train him how to run one of our go trips. So I don't run them all, because I don't, obviously, but I am going on this one because I love going with first timers. It's 1400 bucks. If you're thinking like, hey, I don't even know where I'm going to come up with the money for that because I got to take off work, then through Kingdom Builders, guess what we do? We give first timers grants and they're sizable because we want you to be generous and we're generous. So don't let money stop you. Sign up for that. I can only take the first 15 people. You better get your phone out and snap that QR code because when that disappears, then you got to do the hectic work of going to mynewlifechurch.com, click on Kingdom Builders, go to the page, get the code, sign it all in. You can just click, click right now, all right? So just do it right now because that screen's getting ready to go away in three, two, one. Okay, moving on. We also do local church expansion. I, it was... It's... It, the network. The network's slightly delayed. All right. If, you, if we would just tithe a little bit more, we could get faster internet around here. All right. Because internet comes from tithe. You would give away kingdom builders. All right. You see what I'm saying? So somebody over in India has gotten crazy internet because of us. So our tithe will do it. Uh, local church expansion on page 13, right? We support 23 projects, organizations. Um, we're, we're planning on investing about $201,000 this year. We just believe that a healthier local church is a church that can give more. Have you guys ever taken a flight in the last two or three years? Let me see. See hands. People have been on an airplane. How many of you guys have ever been on an airplane? Okay. All right. Everybody. Okay. 
Good. You remember that announcement that the stewardess gives when, um, when he or she gets on and they're like, hey, look, in, in the case of loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mass will drop. Um, if you're sitting next to a child, put yours on first and then put it on the child. How many of you guys have heard that statement before? Okay. All right. And, and you've probably thought to yourself like, well, man, I want to take care of my kid first. Yeah, but if you pass out, there's nobody to take care of your kid. See, and why do we believe that the local church needs to be invested into and it needs to grow? Just because of that. We got to put our oxygen on mass first. We got to make sure that we're doing effective outreach. We're reaching more Americans for the good, with the good news of Jesus Christ so that we can put the oxygen mask on hundreds of thousands and millions of children around the world. That's why we believe Kingdom Builders needs to build up the local church, and through that we do compassion ministries and ministry to the poor, and it's both in rural and it's in urban. It includes all the outreach, but it also includes church planting. And guys, if you've been around me at all, you know I'm passionate about building God's church and planting more campuses. We're going to be a part in 2022, God willing, through our giving. We're going to partner with a friend of mine, R.J. Johnson. He's planting a brand new church in Des Moines, Iowa, right? He was born and raised in Nebraska, was pastoring in Nebraska. I don't know where he missed God's voice and he ends up in Iowa, but we're still going to go with him. We're going to go with him. We're going to be a part of it. And when you get your Kingdom Builder book, you're going to be able to click on that QR code and watch a little video from RJ talking about his vision. We're going to be planting a brand new online campus. I don't know about you, but some of you guys watching online right now, you, you'll probably like what, we, what we're producing because you're joining us every week. But we think we can do a hundred times better. And so we're getting ready in the next two months to roll out a brand new online campus with our new online campus pastor, Pastor Robert He's doing a fantastic job getting everything secured so we can make that happen. But we also, on the 1st of February, just a couple days ago, we hired a brand new position at New Life Church. This new position is a future campus pastor in training because we're believing God. God's going to show us where these new campuses are going to be, but we're going to start training up the people now before that door ever opens up. I don't know about you, but I think that that is a great idea. And so this couple that's going on the journey with us is Tyler and Sarah Baroni. Would you give it up for Tyler really quick? I'm going to introduce you to him, all right? Come on, get up here, man. Awesome, awesome. Hey, man, we're excited to have you, all right? The picture of your family's up there. Yep. These guys are going to get to know you at all of our campuses over the next few months as we go through this, you know, extensive training. And uh, so would you just briefly just tell us about you, your family, and what burns in your heart about the mission of the local church being the hope of the world? Sure. Well, like Pastor Jeff said, my name is Tyler Baroni. I am from Littleton, Colorado. Don't hold that against me. I'm not a CU Buffalo fan. I know we got a lot of Husker fans in here. So my wife's from Kearney. I've got some Husker in our family. But uh, this is my <laughs> wife here, uh, my two kids, Melody and Asher. And man, we are just so excited to be here. I think the thing that excites me most about the local church is what we just talked about. It's the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. And we get to do that right here here in Nebraska. So we're excited. All right, man. I love that. I love that. So you guys are going to get the chance to meet him. He'll be out in our lobby here. He'll be out in the lobbies of other campuses coming up in the next, you know, number of months. So guys, we're excited to have you. Thanks for joining the team. All right. Thank you. There you go. And I didn't even tell him to say those words, right? So you know, he's got our DNA already. Um, so guys, big things are coming. Thirdly, though, Kingdom Builders is built around future Christian leaders. I'm very passionate 
about making sure that we are investing into the next generation, right? Just like that 17-year-old over in India, right? We want to invest into the next generation to be professionals um, in their workforce, to be sold out to Jesus Christ, and to be investors back into the kingdom of God, both in serving in their leadership, but also in giving of their finances. But we're also very passionate about making sure that, you know, pulpits are filled with pastors, and uh, foreign fields are filled with missionaries, and unreached people groups are, have an opportunity to have a church planter walk through their doors, right? And we're very passionate about making sure people that have never gone on a global outreach trip before, they get to go, and that nothing would hold them back from that as well. And so, guys, look, building up future Christian leaders is a real passion of mine. So you can see these three components, global missions, the local church, right, and then future leaders, it kind of makes up like a mutual fund of giving for kingdom builders. If you don't invest in a mutual fund, it's just a, it's a way to give like $100 or whatever, and then that gets broken down into all these different stocks instead of you having to know what all the stocks are. The kingdom Builders is very diverse, like a mutual fund. And where maybe one month we're giving a ton of money to future leaders, the next month it's foreign, the next month it's, it's local church, or every month it's going to all three. We're, we're just using God's funds so that we can build his kingdom. And so when you invest, you're investing into something that is going to go someplace, and you can guarantee that every one of your dollars is going to see a soul get closer to Christ, even to the point of salvation. And that means in 2022, what we want to see is this. We got a kingdom builder goal of $529,470, right? That's kind of where we're at right now. now. I will say this. I will say this, that that's, that's not holding where we were at, the 489. And nor is it like a massive stretch. We're not going to like six, $700,000. What we're doing this year is we're just taking a step. We're taking a step, right? So from... From 2020 to 2021, we saw a 10% increase in kingdom builder giving. I, I'm casting a vision here for something that's slightly less than 10%. It's just a step of giving. I'm inviting every single one of you. The only way we're going to accomplish this is if everybody hears from the Lord and sacrificially gives something above and beyond their tithe. If we do that, not only will we reach the 529, I believe we'll probably exceed it. So for you, you've got a question you've got to ask yourself. Did, did you make like a big stretch in 21 and now maybe 2022 is a hold moment? A hold moment in giving is going, I made a big stretch. If I could just do that again, wow, that would give me the kind of faith the next year to take maybe another step or stretch, right? So I know if, as a church, corporately, we're going to take a step. Maybe for you, it's going to be a hold or it might be a step in your giving. It's a little bit more than what you were doing, you know, last, last year, or for some of you, you need to take a stretch. It's like a big stretch, right? But corporately together, man, we're shooting for that 529,000. We just believe that, that the, the giving for that is in the house. We believe that the, the, you know, it's even to exceed it is in the house. So what do you need to do? Get your commitment card with me, okay? You were given this commitment card when you walked in at all of our auditoriums. Um, online, online, you're going to have to scan the QR code. It's on your TV right now or on your, you know, if you're watching on your phone, you can't scan it, sorry. Um, but I want you to get this. You, the QR code is on here for you to scan this as a digital form as well. If you're more like me, I would rather have it digitally. Um, but here, this, is, this, this card right here, look, it represents one thing. On the back, it says, my annual faith commitment. I'm gonna make this super simple for you. All we're asking for you to consider is like, what would you give annually to Kingdom Builders? How would you invest through Kingdom Builders in an annual amount? So there's two ways to come up with that number. Number one, you got to think about the plan. The plan is like, what can you give out of your budget? 
Kim and I, we give hundreds of dollars a month out of our budget. Guess what we want it to be? We would love it to be thousands, but right now it's hundreds. One day, God willing, we'll get there, right? So we give that monthly. But then we also have a dream, and I don't know what your dream is, okay? And I don't know what part of this is going to be your dream, but there's this idea like, God, I would love to be a part of seeing more people find Jesus and lives change. I would love it, God. Like, I would love to give 20000 extra dollars. God, if, if that would be possible, I would love to do that. Lord, if you, were put, if you put that, those dollars in my hands, I'll invest them into kingdom builders. So you've got the plan and you've got the dream. And that's what adds up to your annual faith commitment, the plan and the dream. And I just want you just to think about that. I want you to pray about it. If you're ready to turn these cards in the day, you can drop them in the white buckets as you give of your tithe on your way out. But you also have until the end of the month. Sunday, February 27th is going to be the cutoff. So I'm going to ask everybody to have a card turned in by then. Like every one of you. Even if you think like what you're giving is insignificant, I want to know about it so I can pray with you about it. I just want to pray with you about it. Plus, I want to see through your eyes what is God saying to our collective church. And that's going to help me be a better leader. So if every one of you would take a card and you would fill it out and turn it in, that would be awesome. Part of my dream that God's sticking in my heart right now is that I'm believing God. I've been praying, God, there's a few people at New Life Church that need to be a million-dollar givers over their lifetime. Over your lifetime. And as I say that to some of you right now, something's sparking inside of your heart right now. That, yeah, I would love to be like that. I would love to be somebody at the end of my days to know I invested a million dollars into God's kingdom to help people find Jesus and lives changed. I believe there's a number of you that are at like a half a million. I also believe that there is a Man, there's a 20, 25 of you that are at a quarter of a million. Um, and so I'm just saying, look, that's part of my dream that, you know, you would think about, like, what do I want to do over my lifetime? And then you would break that down and say, what's my dream then for this year? And you would start chasing after it. If we all, if we all do our part, guys, we'll, we'll reach that 529. That's nothing. That's nothing if we all hear from God. And remember, we're blessed to do what? To be a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. Well, this is just a start, all right? You're gonna hear more about it, a little bit about it next week. Next week's not gonna be built around this whole thing. I'll just come up really briefly as we talk about the book, and then I'll be back off the stage, and you know, we'll hear the message. But guys, would you be praying about what's your part? How, how are you gonna play your part in building God's kingdom through Kingdom Builders here at New Life Church? Why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. Lord, you put a big vision in front of us. We're surrendering it to you right now. We're laying it at your feet. Lord, we know it's bigger than one person. We know it's bigger than just maybe one campus. But it's something you put in our hearts, so we're going to chase after it. Lord, we believe that what you call us to, you give us the resources to accomplish. And Lord, I believe that we just made history today as we went on the record and communicated what we felt like was your vision And now, Lord, as we get to the end of this year, I believe we're going to have an opportunity to look back and go, God, you were faithful. Look how how you provided. And we're going to tell stories all year long, Lord, of how these dollars have have transformed lives. How these dollars have, you know, helped more people find Jesus around the world in our backyard as well. We're going to celebrate new churches being planted. We're going to celebrate missionaries being sent out of this church. This is going to be an exciting year. 
Lord, may we just each hear from you. What is the part we play? What's our plan and what's our dream? And may we have faith to believe that you would provide for our plan and our dream so that we could be investors into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray for this church. May you speak to them today. May you speak loudly and clearly to them today. May you stretch their hearts and cause us to be generous. You've blessed us so that we can be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.